welcome back to the Smarter Marketer podcast, brought to you by Rocket Agency. I'm your host, James Lawrence. Welcome back to the Smarter Marketer podcast. I'm here today with Alicia Lycos. She's back. She's third, back. Third pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good having you on because obviously the, the target audience, in-house marketers, you work in talent, you see what people are doing in organization that help them succeed in their career and whatever else I think so relevant so if you haven't uh, listened to one of Alicia's pods so far you should the first pod we did together well sorry the, the most recent pod we did together was um how to work out what you're worth and ask for a pay rise and negotiate the pay rise and the first, the pod before that was all about the just the difficulty around recruiting marketers in Australia at the moment but the topic of today's pod is going to be around how you promote yourself within your organization I think we've got so many um, I, well, I deal with lots of marketers who are so good at their role, but within their bigger organization probably don't get the credit or the visibility that, that other people in that business do. So looking to unpack that. But before I do, I thought I'd introduce you properly, Alicia. So um, Alicia is one of Australia's leading authorities on HR and talent optimization, former HR consultant at Unisys Australia and Civic Video, HR director at Object Consulting, as well as the SAS Institute. She's an accredited Predictive Index certified analyst and currently CEO and Chief Talent Optimizer at the Red Wolf Group, working with a really diverse range of businesses to develop um, and implement leadership and talent management strategies. She's worked with us at Rocket and done awesome stuff with us in terms of the team that we have and how we work to get the most out of the team. So, Alicia, I think, first of all, why worry about your internal brand within your workplace, whether you're working in a 10-person business, 100-person business, or a multinational with thousands of people? Yeah, look, I think it's a it's an interesting perspective and it's something you need to really think about for yourself in terms of your own career. What is what does work mean to you and what are you looking for long term for yourself? Is it that you're really happy where you are, you love the type of work you do, whether you're a you know digital analyst or you're a you know an account manager in a marketing firm, like depending on what you're doing, you might say, actually I'm just really happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um but then other people go, actually, I've got some aspirations to, to do more, to maybe be a subject matter expert in this space. And I want to be the go-to person. And um, for a lot of people in a lot of roles, it's not the aspiration for management, like people management, because let's be honest, people management is the hardest job on the planet. Yeah. And I'm always really interested when I find people go, I want to be in management. And I go, do you really? Mm. Like are you really sure you want to be in people management? Because let me go through what's really required and it's a lot more complicated than you think. Yeah. So I'm a big ambassador for helping people go, actually, I don't want to be a people manager. I want to be a subject matter expert. Mm. And I think for those type of people who want to go down that pathway, the best way to get there is no one will see you as a subject matter expert if they don't know what you do and the value that you have and the knowledge that you have. And so the only way for that to become evident is to to get a little bit more presence in the business yeah um so building that presence and becoming uh our term for it is a lighthouse mm -hmm. um in a business is through being more visible and that's really hard if you're a, a more introspective person or a bit more you know to use the word introvert but if you're a bit more reserved then you're like oh i don't want to speak up in these meetings and i don't want to you yeah. know be the loudest person in the room um we still want you to be really authentic to you, but there's definitely ways for you to be externally, i.e. internally promoting the either the work you're doing, the wins that the team is having, 
you know, running, there's so many ideas around this, running lunch and learns for your Mm. own team or for the business, you know, inviting people in to speak and then you hosting it. There's, There's lots of opportunity for you to be seen as the expert in that space, whether you're an expert video editor or you're an expert CX person, whatever it is, um, getting some visibility is really important because then down the track, people go, oh, you're the go-to person for this. Like we've got a really exciting project and we need this or you're really well connected in that space and you seem to know who's who in the zoo. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's really important if you want to be a subject matter expert. And we are sheep, right? Like I think once you, I do it, I drive the team crazy. If, if a member of a team helps me do something in terms of I need this design thing done or I need this social media thing done, gets done, I go, I'll just keep going back to that person because it just gets done that way. So in terms of the lighthouse analogy, just maybe unpack that. Mm. So look, lighthouses, um, when I've worked in sort of larger businesses, are typically, it's, it's a term we used to use when they weren't people managers, but they were the person everyone saw. Mm. And everyone went, oh, if there's a really big problem in this space, like whether it was a like a technology question, it's like, well, we're going to that person. They are the person that's going to solve this problem. They're also very well trusted. They're very well liked. They do not have to have a particular profile of personality. They can Mm. come in all different shapes and sizes. We don't want you to fit a particular mold. But what we do want you to be is really open with information. So a very good communicator is a key skill. And that's through not only communicating, you know, with someone who's brought you a piece of work, i.e. an executive who said, hey, can you do this piece of work, your attitude towards them and being able to actively give them updates and manage that situation mm. instead of sitting in a hole and, oh, I'm going to work on this and then not tell anyone. Yeah. Informing your manager, you know, giving updates to that exec member. So I think making sure you're really proactive in the way that you're communicating and that's not promoting and sending a whole company email and saying this is what I'm working on but it's it's informing people of the thought process and what you're what you're doing and what's next people really appreciate that active communication they're more likely to come back to you and I think that leads nicely into my next question which is the purpose of this part isn't to teach people to be disingenuous and Mm. manage up and manage down and play games to rise above people in your organization I think it's for people that want to just make sure they're getting the credit that they deserve and you've said it twice now once executive once manager like how do you deal with people more senior in your organization um, in a way to to help them see you for all the wonderful things you're doing and for the value that you bring you know to the workplace each day like tips tricks observations things you've seen people do to help um, I guess shed light be the lighthouse in that (laughs) that I I think it's often about you know, if we think about, you know, in a larger size business where you've got, you know, let's say 40, 50 people and, and you want to get exposure to the executive team, one of the things that's always going on with exec teams is they're always working on things, right? Whether you see them or not, there's projects happening in the background. There's also projects not happening in the background because yeah. they don't have anyone to own them. Yeah. So sometimes putting your hand up or going to your manager or going to a member of the executive who you know and saying, hey, I'm really looking for an opportunity to stretch myself this year. Are there any projects that the executive team has put on the back burner because they didn't have anybody to do it or lead it or coordinate it? Great, I would love to talk to you about those things. And maybe I am right, maybe I'm not, but I'd love to really stretch myself this year and and find opportunities to support the business more and for me to learn more. I can guarantee you 
that that exec member has probably never had anyone approach them and mm. have that conversation, you will instantly be seen. But it's a very genuine approach. If you genuinely want to take it on and be stretched and you might be rolling out, who knows what it could yeah. be, a new technology platform. It could be it could be an opportunity to project manage a new employee benefit program. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know what you're going to get given, but I think it's it's showing that desire to learn and the desire to to support and grow the business um, and give you that exposure if that's what you're yeah, looking for. Yeah, I think that's for. great. And it is so hard. I think we all sit in our box doing our job and um, we think that, you know, our manager or the executive are kind of sitting there looking at what we're doing and often they're not, right? They've got yeah. 10, you got your manager... You're managing eight direct reports. You've got all these issues blowing up. So the idea that um, you just probably knock, and as the business gets bigger, that that gets magnified. I think the next one I want to talk about, and you kind of segues once again, but connecting yourself to your boss's goals. Like if mm. you can, it's so easy. We all sit there going, well, my job is, you know, these six core things. But if you are looking to stretch yourself and you are looking to get more, um, I guess, more exposure within an organization, I think something that, I've seen work both at Rocket, but also watching our, my best performing clients, what they're doing is to actually put yourself into the seat of your boss and go, well, what are they trying to achieve and how mm. can I help? And it's often a great question too, that again, it will probably catch your manager off guard, which is a good thing, right? In the sense that using your one-on-ones to be like, great, you've asked me about what I'm working on. What's the biggest priority for you when you look at the team's goals over the next six months what do you and actually what do you see as the gaps that you think that we're we've got the most amount of risk on or not Mm. delivering on great be inquisitive being inquisitive is free everyone asking questions is free yeah and i think it's one of the most powerful things we can do in business but we often are so obsessed with ourselves that we don't stop and ask other people what's going on in their world and what are those things that they're thinking about and Let's be honest, those managers are thinking about the gaps that they've got and that actually I don't have anybody to resource this or my boss is giving me a lot of pressure and over this particular thing. Okay, great. Tell me more about that. What's yeah. the plan? What have you thought through already and how can I, what can I do? Is there anything that I can to support you with? I think that having those conversations more peer-to-peer, even though they're your manager will come across as, as long as you're genuine as a genuine yeah. conversation. And I think that's a genuine bit. Like we're not trying to advocate that you should come in and you know pretend to be interested in people at social events and be that person that is you know bringing the apple to the teacher at school <laughs> it's about and i think you can do this whether you're an extrovert or um, an introvert or quiet or loud like the idea of putting yourself into your manager's shoes and how can i help or looking at what the executive team's working on and you know what what is the stuff that can't get done mm. what about when we're talking a little bit before we were recording just around actual practical ways of being more visible and um, we've seen I think you've seen people that you've been exposed to I've seen clients that they'll run a really awesome kind of personal branding exercise on LinkedIn which is quasi company related quasi personal related um, and we're just kind of commenting that it it does drive value for both them and for the the company so maybe kind of dig into that for a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting because I've seen a lot of individuals uh, through some of my clients do a really good job of of externally promoting the company they're working for through mm. sharing posts that the company is doing or finding an interesting article that's relevant in your industry. I work with a company that raises capital and I mm. see their, their customer success people and salespeople and all different types of people in the business 
share cool insights about raising capital and Mm. you're like oh wow this person really is insightful and has an interesting perspective and that's that's really what it is it's perspective and it's creating exposure for the company um and as long as it's adding value and it's not trash content i think and it doesn't have to be overcooked but for those people who do want to build their network and i think networks are really powerful and something that we've kind of lost the skill of doing because back pre LinkedIn, we used to do a lot more events Mm. and connecting with people. And it was the Rolodex and it was all this concept. LinkedIn has made that process easier because we can stay connected, but forming new connections is really hard. Mm. Um, And that's why LinkedIn is one of many ways. I would really encourage people to find network and community groups that do do stuff face-to-face that you can attend, that you can join, that you can do virtual events or Mm. actually go out and meet people and speak really genuinely and hopefully positively about your organization. Um, Because if your organization sees that you're a bit of a brand ambassador as well, oh, this stuff all comes back, right? Mm. It all comes back in terms of how you hold yourself. Oh, that person actually, in most communities are small, like I always say, Australia isn't actually that big. <laughs> I can pretty much go to any IT event and find someone I know. Yeah. And like there's most industry events I can turn up to. If I've been in for long enough, I will find people I know. Yeah. They will know people you know. So if you hold yourself well, that will come back to your company. Eventually it will come back. So those things are really important as well. And it's not to say we all want you up on stage being big audacious thought leaders. I mean, yeah. that's not everybody's path in life, but I think, showing that you're proactively working on your own, you know, external perspective. You know, I talked on that very first podcast about originality and having a perspective and being original about some things, um, but also just being a nice person. Yeah. And I, they were lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. And I think the, um, the as a, and I guess I'm putting my business owner hat on now, we don't force our staff to post anything on LinkedIn. It's mm. everything they post is up to them. Pichisa feels good when they share content that we publish yeah. or share it and comment, which is, it, you know, it's a social event or so awesome catching up with the team. I love working here. Um, I hope they do it because they actually do love working at Rocket. Yeah. But just the ego player, like the idea that you've got your team commenting about their workplace with pride and, and happiness, that to me, that, like that, is, that is an incredible way to build your own personal brand within the business mm. and just make, it'll make people within the organisation Look at you and go, yeah, okay, they, they're engaged, they care, they like it. Um, and, and, it being, and being interested, to your mm-hmm. point. Like, it's just people who are interested who actually do check LinkedIn and go, oh. Or most marketing businesses, you're producing content in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Even reading that content, oh, my goodness, be proactive, read the content your own company puts out, yep. and then sharing a perspective on it to your own boss or to someone yep. else and go, actually, I would love to write an article yep. for the company. Can I ghostwrite something? Can I there's so many options here yeah, like great. especially for you guys in marketing because that's what you guys do for a living yeah but just coming back to that piece and and using it for good yeah. i think it's really important. <laughs> and i think the whole thing is, is being genuine right i think that's the mm. um there's people smell a fraud right and that's, that's something we know any other observations tips tricks in terms of how to build your profile within your business um I think the a lot of the stuff we've covered is right, like being willing to being proactive to ask for more work, 
putting yourselves in the shoes of your manager as opposed to kind of looking at the things you're responsible for? How can you help them um, being genuinely interested in the organisation and representing the organisation, whether it be offline or, or online? Um, but, yeah, any other observations? Um, I mean, the one of the things that always comes to mind is is doing the the volunteering piece. So a lot of companies do often want to do either community stuff or it's they want to give back or they want to do an extra piece or they're working on the employee side of things. Yeah. Um, if you genuinely care about the culture of the organisation, that's another big win because the employer, the company will see that. Um, so I think it's important to, I say that with a caveat and you might go, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't give a crap about going to a community event and I'm not interested in feeding the homeless, even though the company wants to do that. Well, don't do it then. But mm. for example, I was working with a client a couple of weeks ago and one of the, the girls there had come across from the UK and she's like, oh, Alicia, one of the things I wish this company did, we work in a healthcare space. SaaS based business and they, she said I wish we could use our skills and actually go and help the community mm. now that then I circled that piece of information back to the CEO and said oh this this individual has been really proactive and, and wanting that a part of our employee value proposition is we could go and do some work in the community in the healthcare space she's like that's a great idea mm. I would actually really love someone to take that on I'm like great I'm going to go back to her can we give her authority and budget to go and mm. run it she said absolutely mm. That's so powerful, right? She's now doing something she's passionate about. Like yep. this is very genuine for her. It's her personal passion, but she's doing it in the business context that adds value to the organization. So yep. I think when all those things are in alignment, that's when you've got the secret recipe to success for everyone. I, I think couldn't agree more. I think it's so easy to think that the status quo is there for a reason. And generally it's not. I think we're all running businesses and we're all spinning a million different plates. And I can't speak for the culture of, all organizations, but at Rocket, if someone comes up with an idea like that or let's let's fundraise this event or in terms of we actually think we should have a certain policy around X or birthday leave or whatever, whatever it might mm. be, often very open to it. And it's not that we don't like the idea of it. It's just it hasn't been Who's going to do or, it? Who's going to look yeah, after it? it? That is the only thing the business goes, yes, but who's going to put their hand up? Because sometimes people bring ideas and they don't bring any ownership and yeah, that is yeah. a pain in the ass. Yeah. So what we want to see is people who go, you know what? I would love to put a team together for the city to surf this year. Great. Mm. Who's going to do it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and you're like, no, that needs to be you, your idea, your ownership. Yeah. You go and do it. We'll sponsor you. We'll get your shirts made. We'll give yep. you 500 bucks. Great. Go represent the company. I think you'd be surprised at how open your own organization would be to those ideas and initiatives if they're in alignment with the company's yeah, vision it. and values. That's it. And I love that. Like ideas are, and you know, ideas are great, but ideas are cheap and easy, right? But if you're actually willing to follow through and take the lead, um, and then I think that then just transfers into you know, what, what generally I think a staff member that wants to do that is someone that's happy in the role and likes the company um, and then mm -hmm. has the kind of the motivation and self-start to, to actually execute on. And those people are worth more money probably comes back to another episode <laughs> listen, we did listen to our it's, last it's, podcast <laughs> all these things are all connected right in yeah. terms of you know in terms of your drive your career progression the money conversation but also the value inside your organization and then your yep. brand they're all really interlinked so they're mm. all things you need to be thinking through for yourself if you do want to progress and you do want to grow which i think for most part most people do i love that and i 
can't think of a better way to finish this podcast. That was great, Alicia. I didn't ask you on the last podcast, but Alicia, where can we find you online in terms of if you wanted to speak to her at all? The best place to find us is on our website, so yep. redwolfgroup.com.au. And also you can find me on LinkedIn. So I am a regular on LinkedIn, as I say. So you can absolutely message me on LinkedIn, connect. I love connecting, especially with people who are really early on in their career. I actually have worked exclusively or a lot with graduates and interns and and young people who are seeking advice and mm. often will do a complimentary behavioral profile for people to who go, oh, I actually don't quite know what I want to do. You know, you can hit us up for a complimentary PI behavioral assessment on our website. So for those of you who are really inquisitive about your own drives and behaviors and what, what your strengths are, that's really what we specialize in. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's such a great piece of software. We use it ourselves for every hire that goes through the business and every hire that we don't make. It kind of helps us to kind of it's often not good candidate bad candidate but the right person mm. for the right seat right so absolutely Alicia, thanks for your time today i think that's um really interesting and some really practical takeaways on personal branding within a business why do it and then what are some practical ways of doing it in the right way thanks for having me awesome. as usual <laughs> thank you thanks for listening to the smarter marketer podcast stay up to date about new episodes on linkedin and instagram by searching for smarter marketer podcast You can purchase your own copy of Smarter Marketer via the Amazon website. And if you want a second opinion about your business's approach to digital marketing, send me an email, jamesl at rocketagency.com.au or visit the rocketagency.com.au website. Thanks for your time.